following is a production of Locked Up Sports. Everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yo. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out. Here we go. Bob Walters from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. The college football playoff does not disappoint as both national semifinal games come down to the very last play. One week left in the NFL regular season, but still a lot to be decided. We'll break down all the playoff scenarios for you. And the Rangers and Canes battle at the Garden. We have live updates from the world's most famous arena. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Bob Walters. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's uh, Listen, we had a big, big day yesterday in college football. It was both semifinal games came down to the very last play. Both were classics. And, you know, it was it was good football. And we're going to get to all that. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, first day back to work for most people. You survived it. It's a short week, right? It's already Wednesday tomorrow. So you only got three more days to go. You can survive a couple of days, right? Short week, nice into the final week of the regular season. Uh, not a lot going on around here for the, the football, of course. The Jets and the Giants have been out of it for a long time, if not, you know, maybe not mathematically out of it for a long time, but they've been out of it for a long time. So um, 2024, let's hope 2024 is a little bit better than 2023 was for the local sports teams right here. I mean, we had nothing going on. It was terrible. Think about it. It was the, the Jets, the Giants. They were both terrible, missed the playoffs. The Mets, the Yankees, both disappointing, missed the playoffs. The Mets, the most disappointing, of course. Um, the Rangers, up 2-0 in the, in the first round of the playoffs. The Devils lose four straight. They fire the whole staff. Now, this year, they look to be rebounding. They, they're, they're in a big game right now at the Garden, but they're trailing 3-1 to Carolina. But they seem to be rebounding this year. They're one of the top teams in the NHL. The Knicks played okay. They were another bright spot. They went to the second round, but... You know, nothing, you shouldn't have a whole year where the best thing is the basketball team went to the second round. That was it. I mean, if you want to talk about the Liberty and stuff, you can, but they, they, you know, I'm not going to say they don't count, but they, you know, they don't count. <laughs> um, but so let's hope 2024 is better for, for me, for you, and for, for the show and for the sports teams here in the city because. As it is fun to talk about them when they're losing, and it is fun to get on them and just, it's miserable. It's miserable. Like the summer was miserable with the Mets. We were all ramped up for a run, a championship run, and the thing just nosedived before the season even started. So here's to 2024 being better than 2023 for everybody out there, for us, for the show, and of course, for the sports teams. Now, let's get right to it. The National semifinal, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Michigan and Alabama. It was a lot of controversy in this one. You got uh, Alabama getting in over Florida State. And just a quick note on the Florida State thing. Listen, listen I don't care if they lost 100 to nothing or 150 to three. They lost 63 to three. Doesn't change my mind. Doesn't mean that they didn't belong there because they were still undefeated. They still get, need a chance. They still needed to be there. 
And I will not change my mind on that. They, I get you right. It would have been a worse game with uh, with uh, Florida State there. Probably would have been fifty nothing Michigan. Doesn't mean they didn't deserve a chance. They did because they were undefeated. They're a Power Five conference. They deserved to play in that game, but we didn't get them. We got Alabama and we got a classic. It was it was all Michigan in the first half. Michigan was dominating on defense. They, they gave up less than 100 yards of total offense to Alabama. They sacked the quarterback five times. Everything was going right. The only problem was they didn't score. They had they did everything right, and they had a three-point lead at halftime. They could have had a 20-point lead at halftime. They had a three-point lead at halftime, and that came back to bite them in the second half because here came Alabama, chugging along. Michigan couldn't get anything going in the second half. All of a sudden, you look up, and there's two minutes left, and Alabama's got a 20 to 13 lead. And you're like, oh my, oh, how, where did this even, how did this even happen? Michigan's going to lose this game after dominating the first half. They couldn't have been more dominant in the first half. Michigan's going to lose this game. They're, they're down. So then Michigan has a fourth and two. And you see here that he makes the, he makes the pass. He gets a big play on the fourth and two. The guy Wilson, this, this is number one for Michigan. He made some great catches on that drive. He makes another one here over, over the ball that's tipped. And then he scores the touchdown. Now, Michigan had missed extra points. They missed field goals. They had all kinds of uh, mishaps on, on special teams, bad snaps on field goals, bad snaps on extra points. Get the extra point, they tie the game. Now they stop Alabama three and out. Okay, there's still just over a minute to go. Alabama's punting the ball to Michigan. This kid right here, and uh, I mean, you, you were rooting for him to get it back because he's, he would have to live with this the, re- the remainder of his life. It almost went down in history of the Rose Bowl as he muffs the punt on the four-yard line. First of all, what are you doing even catching the punt on the four-yard line? Put your heels on the 10-yard line, and if it goes over your head, let it bounce. Into the end zone, take the touchback. He goes back. He feel, tries to field it on the four-yard line. He muffs it. It goes onto the goal line, and he gets clobbered by two, three Alabama players. And how he holds on to the ball, I have no idea. But, you know, thank God he did because what a terrible, terrible thing that would have happened. He would have to live with that forever. He holds on to the ball. It's at the one-yard line. So now Michigan went from, okay, we still got time left. We got timeouts. Let's see if we could get in field goal range, kick a field goal, end this thing in regulation to now we're just trying to survive, get this thing out two, three yards so we could take a knee. They do. We go to overtime. Overtime right off the bat. Great run here. Third play right in. Michigan scores. They're up a touchdown. So now, you know, of course, the way overtime works with like the top and bottom half of the innings, Alabama gets their shot. They get it inside the 10. Now they have fourth and fourth and goal here. And, and this is the play they, they, they ran. I think it was a bad call. I mean, the quarterback ran it right into the line, right into the teeth of the Michigan defense. What I, you know, I don't know if that was the play or if it got blown up a little bit because the snap was low. But either way, that, that, I mean, Nick Saban's better than that. So Michigan stops them at the three yard line. Game over. Instant classic, and like I said, Michigan, uh, not Michigan, Alabama didn't deserve to play in there because they lost and because Ohio, uh, Florida State had an had a undefeated season. I don't care that they got blown out. I don't care. It doesn't change anything. But the right team won. Michigan won. So Michigan advances as they look for their first national championship since 1997 with uh, 
Desmond Howard. Those are the Desmond Howard teams, I guess, right? I mean, wow. So a good game there. Then, okay, so now you settled in. Now you have right after it, you have the Cotton Bowl. You have undefeated Washington against Texas. Texas is kind of like the sleeper here. The Washington, I think, is the best team in, in out of the four. I think Washington's the best team, and they proved it here in this game. They played better than than Texas the whole way. They were up a touchdown. They were up two touchdowns. They trailed. They didn't trail it all the whole game. Texas kept coming back, but they couldn't get you know within more than ten points. They got it to seven. Then they get it to six to seven uh, to six points. Thirty seven, thirty one. Washington has the ball. They basically just have to run the clock out here. They're going to run it. They're running into the line. Here on third down, they're going to run it. They're going to punt it. There's going to be basically uh, seconds left. Maybe a Hail Mary, a bunch of laterals. But the guy gets hurt. By rule, the clock stops because they had no timeouts left. So the clock stops, which kills Washington. It's the last thing they wanted to do. I mean, I don't know how hurt he was, but you gotta. he's got to get off the field. Right? All he had to do was get up and get off the field. If he got up and just limped off the field, game over right there. So he doesn't. The clock stops. Now they got just over a minute left. They punt the ball. Fair catch. And he makes the catch. He makes the catch and his pass and his uh, fair catch interference called on Washington. 15 yards further. Then the quarterback hits, hits the guy down the sideline for a 40 yard play. And all of a sudden, oh my God. Texas is right here. They're in the red zone. They're going to win this game. They haven't led all day. They get it to about the 15 yard line. They run three plays and then, and then they throw it out of bounds on one with one second left. One play. They go to that big receiver in the corner on the, on, down the right sideline in the end zone. He can't come up with it. Washington survives a wild finish. And I, I, I don't know what they would have done. A buddy of mine said today that, that they can't stop the clock there. They got to let it run. You can't do that because you can't have the rule. You can't have the rule be worded like, okay, the, the team that's winning has a player get hurt. Then the clock doesn't. So you can't do that. There's no way around it. It's just a, it's just a fluke play, a fluke instance where the guy on the winning team got hurt. The clock stopped. They had no timeouts. And, I, you know, what a disaster that would have been if this kid, if this kid makes the catch in the corner of the end zone. And they kick the, the extra point and win the game and go to the national championship game. I, I don't It would have been a hell of a show today. But I'll tell you, it, 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 the, the two right teams won the games. Both came down to the last play. Give it credit because it was, it was great. It was great theater, right? It was, it was fun to sit there and watch. So it was two good games. It was two college football games that count finally for the first time in a month because the rest of these bowl games are just terrible. Even the even the, the the rest of the New Year's six bowl games were terrible. There was one decent game. Liberty, Liberty doesn't belong in there. All right, they got blown out. Iowa can't score. Iowa hasn't scored in seven weeks. They got blown out. They got shut out by Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. They got shut out yesterday. Thirty-eight nothing. Nobody wants to watch thirty-eight nothing. Like they got to do something. I don't know if, if they got to. Change the transfer portal till after the bowl games, which I can't believe it's not there already. I mean, what? To be honest with you, the NCAA has no power anymore. Zero, zero power. The only, they, especially in football, they have zero power. They went from being so powerful and, and ruling over everything and just being 
nitpicking everything and suspended and pulling championships. And they went from that to no power with that one court ruling with the, with the, um, with the image and likeness stuff. And then the transfer portal. I mean, these bowl games, they're hard to watch. They're terrible. Nobody's playing in them. None of the stars are playing in them. They're all either going to the NFL. So they, they opt out, which is the right thing to do, which is smart, which there's nothing you could do about that. Or, they're transferring to another school, so they're not going to play in the ball game. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and now it's going to be even less eyeballs on these games because now you're going to have eleven teams or twelve teams in the in the playoff. So now it's going to be even more than two. You're going to have three, four weeks of playoffs in college football. Nobody's going to give a damn about any of these ball games. So the ball games are slowly becoming obsolete. Will they ever go away? Maybe they might, they might, it, it might start, you know, it's already starting. Nobody wants to watch these games. First of all, they're bad games. Second of all, nobody's playing. Third of all, they don't count because nobody cares if you're the Citrus Bowl champion ever. You're not hanging banners about Citrus Bowl champion or Gator Bowl winners. You're not doing it. Nobody cares. So there's, the, you know, they're going to become obsolete. I, my prediction is within 10 years. The bowl games are just done with pretty much because I mean, do they sell tickets? I don't even know. I didn't watch them. So I don't even know where they're, where they're people in the ball in the, in the stadiums for these games. I know I looked, I, I glanced at cause I was, I was at, uh, I was in the area for the uh, pinstripe bowl the day before the pinstripe bowl. So I went on StubHub and I glanced at the ticket prices. It was like 80 bucks. I'm not paying 80 bucks to go see Rutgers in Miami. And that's what, that's the secondary market. Who's paying 80 bucks. To go sit upstairs in the outfield to watch Rutgers in Miami? Come on. I'm not doing that. Nobody's doing that. So that's the story for the in the college game. Michigan and Washington. Michigan's uh, opens up as a four-and-a-half-point four favorite. I like Washington. Take the points. I'd even take a money line. I think Washington is, could, could win this game. The quarterback for Washington was unbelievable yesterday. He threw for, what, like, 400 yards, 250 yards, and he was he was unbelievable. He didn't have a bad pass the whole game. He did every, one of the better games you'll ever see a quarterback play is that Washington kid yesterday in the national semifinal in the biggest game of his life. Now can he duplicate it again next week against a tough Michigan defense? Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to have that team ready to play. He's the he's the better coach. He, you know they're better they're, they're better coached. We'll see. It should be a good game, though. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be excited to watch it. And then we can be done with college football, and we can focus all on the NFL. Now, the NFL's got one week left. One week left in the NFL season. Week 18, the final week, there's still a lot going on. You got Here's some of the notable games going on this week, in the final week. You got Texans and the Colts. Winner wins the division. You got Jaguars and the Titans. The Jags need a win, but they could also lose. And back in, we'll get to that whole thing in a minute. Then the NFC South, you got the Bucks and the Panthers. Winner in, loser out. That's a that's another. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. No, don't don't. That's not true. Panthers have three wins. Panthers aren't going anywhere. The Bucks and the Panthers. Bucks need to win. They win the division against the Panthers. Dallas and Washington. Dallas because Philadelphia, the bottom has fallen out. They've lost four to five. They control their own destiny. They win, and they win the NFC East. 
They lose, they're still in, but then they'll be dropped down and they'll have to play on the road. So we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, Sunday night, you got the Bills and the Dolphins, which is a crazy one. The Bills, it's a, the winner wins the division, the AFC East. The loser, if it's the Dolphins, the loser, if it's the Bills, they can still miss the playoffs. Dolphins are in either way. Bills can miss the playoffs. There's a scenario where they can miss the playoffs. They will probably be in the playoffs. I can either see the Bills missing the playoffs or going to the Super Bowl. Because the Bills are one of the hottest teams. I'm picking them to win that game. But, I mean, they, listen, there's a whole lot going on there. The NFC South, you got the Bucks. Listen, the Bucks should probably just win. Okay? Because they, they're playing Carolina. Carolina's given up. They, they, they haven't done anything in a couple weeks. So you got the Bucks at a, about a 65% chance. New Orleans and Atlanta, they got to win and they need help. And the help that they need is the Bucks to lose to Carolina, the worst team in the league. So I, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. So we'll see what goes on there. Also in the NFC, you got the Packers. Packers are another team, red hot, out of nowhere, came. They weren't, I, four, three, four weeks ago, I sat here in this seat and told you ah, that this will be the last meaningful game. The Packers play this year. Well, how wrong was I? This will be the seventh seed if they beat the Bears and the Rams lose to the 49ers. They'll be the sixth seed if they beat the Bears and the 49ers beat the Rams. 49ers have nothing to play for. 49ers are locked in to the one seed. There's nothing to play for. They probably won't play everybody. Them and the, and the Ravens in the AFC, which we'll get to in a minute. But the NFC East has not been decided yet. We said that. We said the Eagles... Went from possibly getting the one seed all the way down to now the Eagles might might be in the, in the five seed. The Eagles might have to go on the road to play a playoff game. All because they, they, they let the bottom fall out. They lost to Arizona to the Cardinals. The Cardinals put up 38 on the Eagles. 38 points. So another team that has a chance here, the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks have played well. They've, they've had consecutive weeks where, where they've kind of come back from late fourth quarter comebacks to win games. They're kind of the cardiac kids, I called them last week. The Seahawks situation is win and a Green Bay, and a Green Bay loss or tie, and they're in. Now, it, with the Seahawks, if Green Bay wins, they're out. Seahawks, now, here's where it gets crazy. Here's where it gets, Seahawks tie and Green Bay loses or Tampa Bay loses and ties, Seahawks are in. Seahawks tie and Green Bay loses, and New Orleans loses or ties, they're in. Basically, if you're a Seattle fan, Seattle's got to win. Packers got to lose. Okay, that's what they need. That's what you're looking for if you're, if you're a Seattle fan. Um, the Steelers and the AFC. Now, in the AFC, it's even crazy. It's just as crazy in the AFC. Okay, the AFC is still a lot to be decided, a lot of shuffling going on. You got the Bills, and you got the Dolphins, of course, playing for the AFC East. So now you got the AFC East, the winner, Buffalo, Miami, of course. Winner gets in. That's Sunday night, NBC Sunday night football. The South in both the AFC and the NFC is just crazy. Jacksonville wins. They, they clinch. They, they win the division. The winner of Houston, Indianapolis clinches a playoff spot either way. The winner of Houston, Indianapolis clinches the division if Jacksonville loses. So Jacksonville just got to win at Tennessee. It's not going to be easy. Tennessee's not bad. And they will be in. And so, a lot, like I said, a lot going on. A lot of shuffling. Uh, there's not many spots that are locked in. 
You got the, the one seeds are both locked in. Super Bowl, road to the Super Bowl, going through San Francisco. It's going through Baltimore. That we know. The rest of it, it's all up in the air. The Steelers now, Mike Tomlin, he named Mason Rudolph over Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was cleared to play. He's going with Mason Rudolph. Ugh. You got to go. I, I got to respect that decision. Rudolph's been there. He's pleased. Won him now a couple games. Steelers have been all over the map this whole season. Pickett was, I don't like Pickett. I've told you many times I don't like Pickett. Rudolph out there, he's winning games. Keep him in there. Why, right? Why not? Why not? And then you got, so the Steelers, then this is how the Steelers get a dip because the Steelers need help too. Steelers win, but they also need help. So they need a win and a Colts Texans tie. Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, they need a Buffalo loss. All this combined with a Steelers win. They need the Colts and Texans do not tie, and the Jaguars lose. That will also get them in. And even with a Steelers loss, the Colts and Texans, if they don't tie and the Broncos win, the Steelers will get in. So the Steelers got to win. So all you can do is win, right? Win, and then they need help just to get into the playoffs. But they're going with Mason Rudolph, and, and let's, we'll see how it goes, right? You never know. It's not a bad decision by Tomlin. I trust what Tomlin Tomlin's got a track record enough where I trust him. I would probably go with Rudolph, too. I don't like Pickett. I never did. He's going to be their quarterback going forward. But for this, I, I don't blame him for putting Rudolph in. He's won a couple games. He's played well. Let him go out there, right? He brought you to the dance. Now, now you got to see what happens. Locally, the Jets, the Giants. Listen, the Jets released uh, Dalvin Cook today. They did him a favor. They released him so he can be picked up this week. He has to be picked up, uh, I believe, next week, this week or next week, by maybe, maybe Monday. He can be picked up and maybe play for a playoff team if anybody goes down or if any of these teams go into the playoff wants a veteran presence in the backfield. Dalvin Cook is available. Uh, the Giants, as far as the Giants go, listen, there's a lot of what-ifs. Like, maybe if Tyrod Taylor played the whole, you know, the whole the whole. Second half after Daniel Jones got hurt, Tyron Taylor didn't get hurt. Maybe the Giants would be in the mix. No, I don't think they would be. I don't. I don't think they would be because they're not going to be in the mix because they weren't a good team. You could see these last couple weeks how much better Tyron Taylor is than Tommy Cutlets. Okay, he's just it just looks the part. He's better. He throws it better. Look at that eighty yard touchdown pass he threw. That was on the money, in stride, 80 yards. It went about 55, 60 yards in the air. You know, Tommy, Tommy, he's not, Tommy DeVito's not throwing that pass. I don't know if they're letting him throw it, but even if they did, he's not throwing that pass. You know, come on. But would they have been a playoff team? No, because they're not a good team. The Giants weren't a good team in any aspect of the game. The quarterback show, uh, shines a spotlight on the quarterback. See, when, the, when a team has a bad quarterback, you'll, of course, blame the quarterback. And everybody likes to blame the offensive line. They're always the whipping boys. But, yeah, they had no quarterback. But they also were deficient in every other aspect of the game. The Rangers tonight, we told you they were down 3-1 headed in the third period. They gave up three more goals in that third period. A bad loss at the Garden. 6-1, to one, Carolina beat them. Is it, time, is it something to be alarmed about? I don't think so. They're still 51 points at one point behind the Bruins who won last night. So the Bruins jumped over them into the, the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. It's still kind of early to be looking at that. They are still five points ahead of Carolina and seven clear of the Islanders. So 
They still got some some room, and, and I told you, listen, the Rangers are going to lose games. It's a hockey. It's a long season. Teams are going to lose games. They were playing at a clip that was way unsustainable, way too unsustainable. And, you know, it's going to happen. Tonight was just, you know, it was one of those games. Shostarkin was in goal. He gave up all six goals. He has played well the, the previous four or five games that he's been in there. So I wouldn't take too much to it. They got the, the Blackhawks on tomorrow night. They got the Blackhawks on tomorrow night, which would be Thursday. The Blackhawks on Thursday night, and they got Montreal on Saturday night. So those are two winnable games. Both of them at home. Win those games right back on track. They won. They won. They beat the Lightning five to one the other night. I um the power play. The Rangers took too many penalties tonight. Shostakin, you know, he didn't play great. He didn't play terrible though. And they gave up. You know, they gave up too many power play goals. And and Carolina was faster tonight. They were faster. They were better. They were just more prepared, ready to play tonight. The Rangers were not. They lost 6-1. to one. They got it handed to them in front of the home crowd at the Garden. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, still an, an excellent start to the season and still very promising for 2024. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Remember, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Every little bit helps. Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, X, all of them. You can find us all of them. Um, rate us, review us, subscribe, and that'll do it. We're going to leave you tonight with a look back at some of the best moments from 2023 here on Locked Up Sports. I'm Bob Walters. We'll talk to you later this week, everybody. See ya. Studios. This is the 50th episode of Locked Up Sports. He's coming. Competent. He the microphone in his face. <laughs> and a huge camera. Come off kind of as like yo, little pompous. Doesn't know what he's doing back there. The coach can't coach. He can't make decisions. They can't catch the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't play defense. They can't tackle anybody. He's your quarterback. I had a bunch of drinks <laughs> and I tried to kiss a pretty girl. That's why my quarterbacks to do that. What What did they do all week? That's a great question. That's when his theme music comes on, right? That's when that's when primetime shows up. The Mets. Here we go with the Mets again. The Involved in a man's face going into another man's butt. It's oh, going to stick with that one, though. Classic New Yorker. We're throwing you into the hopper now. I'm in the hopper. What are, you, what are you doing? And I've said this every year, and I'll continue to say until they change it. Are you kidding me? Joy Yatani is the best baseball player in history. She's the megastar. He might be all right. working in the prison. I'm not sure. Maybe. Well, maybe can't can't be worse, right? Can't be worse. <laughs> you can't say that. Word is he's dating Taylor Swift. And how has nobody said anything? No. No. True or false? If I can't get Taylor Swift to brace it. And her friends go back and throw on our Which, show and be like, oh, he's cute. Like, like who's watching that? And I'm homeless because I dated no Taylor Swift. No. Do you think that there is collusion against these running backs by the NFL owners? I, I do. I'm, if I'm going to date Taylor Swift, I got to be vested in my pants. I can't go to the Grammys. Like, I, <laughs> I got, I got work. stuck. I got, I got stuck. stuck. I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> Oh, don't you dare look back, just keep your eyes on me I said you're holding back, she said shut up, baby
Summer of Bob. Dang. Summer of Brett. Went down faster than the submarine to the Titanic. I have an Instagram profile as Mets Humpty Dumpty. Start to get ugly at City Field. About time I drink something and you drink to the Mets, I drink to the Yankees. After 11, like 11 shots. Want to tell me what happened? Watch the guy streams get shattered. That's what I want to see on Hard Knocks. I- if you're one of these people, please stop. Great. 21 to 3. 38 for 47, 510 yards, four touchdowns, no intercept. Can you imagine actually being someone who walked out of that ballpark, turned around and paid and went back in after 21 3? You're in last place. You stink. Since when do you consider a last place team in the last week and a half of August a contender? You don't. And they're not. I mean, we needed him to pitch now, and we needed him tonight, and we needed him in game one against the Padres, and we needed him against the Braves last year, and we needed him countless other times this year. So I'm done with Scherzer. You would have never agreed to this interview if you heard the things I called you during that season. <laughs> it would have been safer staying with the prostitutes. Yeah, well, I don't know who's saying that, but I, I'd like to meet them. God bless them, because I ain't doing it. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, LockedUpSports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Now you can catch all the latest from LockedUpSports anytime. Thanks for listening.